Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. J-Rod Concerts family, how are you today? Jamie Rodriguez here, your host. This and every episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. A couple quick announcements before we get to today's guest. Um, we are coming back with season two of Live at 100 Taylor Street, our live show filmed in Germantown here in Nashville. We have some amazing guests coming up, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be an exciting show. We start filming in November. So probably first episode will be out around late November as well, around Thanksgiving. So stay tuned for that. And also, uh, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, just head over to jrodconcertspodcast.com. We send you five new songs each week, best interviews of the week. And uh, if you don't like it, you can click on subscribe. Very easy. But anyway, guys, really excited for tonight's guests. We have indie royalty in the house. Singer and guitarist Keith Murray of beloved indie heroes We Are Scientists joins the show. So they recently released on October 8th a blistering album called Huffy. And they also just announced some North American tour dates for early 2022 called Come On Get Huffy that begins in Massachusetts and ends in Philadelphia around March. So check out those dates at www.wearescientists.com. And guys, a great conversation. Not only did we get an amazing performance from Keith at the end, don't miss it, but we talk about how he met Chris Kane at a Dawson's Creek viewing party, uh, the gratification of finishing the album, producing it themselves, the adventure of creating colored vinyls for all their fans out there, and also knowing if a song works in a live setting or not. It was just a great chat. Loved having Keith Murray on the show. We hope you enjoy it. Check out Huffy. Great album. Without further ado, Keith Murray of We Are Scientists on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. How are you doing? Are you coming to us from New York? I am. I'm in New York City right now, which is Lovely. very fine. Lovely. Weather must be amazing this time of year in New York. It's kind of gross. It's still, still? like pretty hot, hot and humid. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, yeah. well, grateful to have you. Obviously, Keith Murray, guitarist and vocalist for We Are The Scientists. And, you know, let's get the boiler point out of the way. The new album, Huffy, out on October 8th. And, and right. so damn good and catchy, man. I got to tell you, I mean, I cut my own hair. We must have heard that like 800 times already. <laughs> they're, they're just incredible. And, uh, you know, th this is your seventh album, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, yes. Was it in a way, Keith, like one of your most gratifying to take across the finish line? And what obviously with everything that's happened in the past 18 months, just kind of getting it out there. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think I think um, more than anything, it felt gratifying because we uh, produced it ourselves, mm. uh, which which sort of coincided fortuitously with like COVID and quarantine, uh, because we started a few weeks before everything got shut down. So, if we had been recording with a producer. Uh, and recording at a studio that we were renting from someone, 
you know, probably the entire production would have been shut down. We would have had to sure. essentially stop working on it. Uh, but we we had just rented out a studio on our own from a friend, and so essentially just had many more months than we were anticipating to to mess around in the studio and not you know not even just work on this record, but to kind of just mess around in a studio and kind of just get better at yeah. producing in general. Sure. So uh, it was it was sort of a big uh, you know we 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 knew how to produce ourselves but it was sort of a big learning experience kind of saying well we have all this time how can we uh right how can we deploy it most interestingly right. to us right um, and I, I think i think most people would not necessarily uh notice the differences that we notice between the versions that probably would have emerged if we had done the whole thing in the you know six weeks that we had allocated but we know the difference <laughs> Sure, sure. And, and talking about that, Keith, like, how do you feel about it? Like, do you feel that it's more being the first one that you produce yourself, that it's more, uh, how do I say this, like, just, you know, what you really have in your heart and your head, like, it's what ultimately came out on the record? Like, do you feel more like that at all? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've, we've really only ever made records with friends, like every, every producer we've had, have all been amazing producers, but they all were our friends before they were our producers. Sure. So I think, uh, and like they had all worked with us as musicians before recording us. So so we, we've always sort of worked with people who like understood us, who acted as producers that kind of knew what we were trying to do and how to, how to manipulate us to get that. Right. Um, whereas, <laughs> whereas I think a, another, you know, interesting, function of a producer would be that they are a very objective third party who recognizes what you're trying to do and says all right but now here's a different thing i'm trying to do we've kind sure. of never gone that way and in theory i'm interested in it but i know i know i wouldn't enjoy it i like i know i know it would hurt my feelings personally a lot yeah <laughs> um so i yeah i think i i do think that uh to answer your specific question, I do think that it is very much um, like a representation of our intentions when we make music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's it's probably a little weirder than most producers would let us be, but I think it's also, it sounds more direct than I feel like some of our music sounds when producers say, oh, I think this, this part needs something, so I'll work on a part. Maybe it's just because I you know, was less hands-on, but those moments always feel more decorative to me. Yeah. Whereas on this record, I think those parts always end up feeling a little more like well-integrated to the song itself. I don't know. That's probably just so. me. That's no, probably me true. being too close to it. I don't know. No, no, but it's true. Like when you talk about songs like behavior or whatever, I, it just feels like the hooks, it, it, they just they just come. I love like all your previous albums in research and they were all great, but the, the, the hooks and the crunches just come like differently this time. They hit really nicely, you know? Nice, thank you. That, that, that could be it, man. So let me ask you about the questions uh, live, uh, Keith, because I think you recently played in Brooklyn in a, in a rooftop. You're kind of like uh, dusting off the live songs. Yeah. Uh, how, like, do you... I guess the songs are so, you guys are so good live, but do you really know like how a song is going to perform live until you actually do it? Like, 
like a song like just education like like that's a that's a banger you probably knew it from yeah. the production but like you don't really know until you play it in front of people right that was going to be tough to, we haven't we have not well actually the the show that we were meant to play on the roof got rained out oh did we're it actually okay. we're actually making it up on monday oh cool so monday will actually be our first time playing these songs in front of people just education is going to be a tough one we haven't we haven't really cracked that one yet just because nobody's ever heard it so right uh you know we, we i i kind of always try to avoid playing songs that audiences don't recognize just because i always feel like there's a lull like i think the spark of recognition always kind of helps get a song, you know, over the plate. So, uh, yeah, on, on this, I mean, we we put out five songs from the record at this point, so we have maybe six. No, five. Yeah. Um, so we're Almost gonna play half. five songs. Yeah. Okay, play cool. five songs at the show. Uh, but yeah, it will be interesting to see. We we definitely don't know how they will how they will work before we play them. And it's always uh, anxiety inducing to get into the rehearsal studio and say like, okay. It's hit a little bit, yeah. <laughs> per, like delivering a song in a recording is is one, like even just the way you have to sing a song live sure. at, a, at, at you know a band of our type that's very loud and very energetic. Um, just singing into a microphone that's going into a PA is yeah. very different than singing into, you know, like a pretty nice microphone with the gain cranked and a compressor on. Absolutely. Um, so, so just learning how to sing them is, is, uh, you know, its own. Its own heat, thing, sure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely takes a while. Absolutely, absolutely, Keith. And listen, I, you've talked about this a million times and I apologize, but for my audience, you know, that don't know the genesis of We Are Scientists, like the epic yeah. first meeting with Chris Kane, the bass player. Do you just, uh, you know, for like a minute, just walk us through that. Is it true that he was like in the Dawson's Creek viewing party? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I transferred to the university that we met at our junior, like our, our third year of university. I, I, moved from florida to california sure what part and, of florida by the way uh, uh well I, gr I grew up in miami okay cool uh, but i i went to the university of florida in gainesville for gainesville. two years cool and uh so i transferred to the school in california and had no friends at all and i met uh a I, you know a, my I, I knew that an easy way to make friends would be to uh you know, talk about music to people sure. that were musicians. So I met a band at a party and our friend, our another guy, Chris, was playing bass in that band. And he was good friends with Chris Kane. So he invited me to come to Chris Kane's longstanding Dawson's Creek viewing party, which he held every week. Yeah. It was it was mainly an excuse for people to hang out in his dorm room uh, <laughs> dr drinking. Sure. Which, you know, what was not allowed on our campus, but Got whatever. <laughs> But yeah, I had never seen Dawson's Creek. I didn't really care about Dawson's Creek, but I was like, I need, I need friends. So I went right. to, uh, I went to this Dawson's Creek party and, uh, I would, I would estimate that I, at that one party, I probably met, you know, four of the people that became like lifelong best friends of mine, but mostly Chris Kane was the, was the big win in that, in that situation. I but actually that. the other, the other host of that party, his roommate, was our friend Scott, who was the original lead singer of We Are Scientists. Right, right. Yeah. 
man, such a great story. Thanks for sharing that with us. It's, I, I know it's, it's, it, it, we love it. It's so fresh. Um, <laughs> let me ask about the visual element of We Are Scientists, uh, Keith, and thank you. We could talk to you for 17 hours, man, and you're being so good with your time. But like, oh, no, it's okay. a pleasure. Man, with like music videos, you guys have always been amazing from the early days. Like nobody get hurt, like on and on. Uh, just talk to us a little bit about the importance of that. I, I know with this record, you guys are doing like different colors and people, can, fans can like, actually they can already pre-order and I think mix their own stuff. Like yeah. you guys are like, like visual artists as well, man. Like you can <laughs> just talk to us a little bit about like the visual element of We Are Scientists and how, how that connects to the music. Uh, I mean, I think, I think more than us thinking of ourselves as, uh, you know, having, having great, aesthetic tastes or anything like that. Uh, I, I do think we we still always think of every element of of what we do as being an opportunity. Like yeah. I think, you know, we're 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 in a band just because that's the hobby of ours that took off. And like we we love music and I've always been obsessed with music. But when Chris and I met, we you know thought we were gonna make films together or like do comedy together. Um, so we're, we're kind of always just, you know, we're the, we're the sort of idiots that think that our take on almost, on almost any medium is going to at least have character. And yeah. I, think it, uh, I, think, I think that's what we feel like it's an opportunity to do is like try to, try to bring uh, our, our viewpoint to sure. whatever, these, whatever these random uh, bits of media are. So like music videos to us, you know, it, it probably is uh, of value to make music videos that make you look very cool or make you look like moody or, or just make the, the song itself feel more like grandiose or important. And I, right. I, I am not uh, suggesting that doing that is not a great use of a video. It definitely is. And it's very helpful, but we're just not that interested in doing that when we're told that we get to make a music video. We're always like, well, what would be a weird video? Like what would be a music video that could sort of, you know, subvert the tropes of music videos or like yeah. what, how, how do we make a music video that people will respond to and say like, what? Or even even the reaction of saying like why did you do that in a music video <laughs> is a reaction that we like. like sure, that, is, that sure. is that is one of our favorite reactions to things we do is right. uh, just sort of questioning <laughs> what what made us approach just create it that an way. emotion. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, so I, yeah, I mean, I think we sort of try to do that with with all of these various aspects. I mean, our our. Uh, our label told us that you know we could choose multiple colors, and we said, "Well, what's the maximum you will let us choose?" <laughs> and they're like, "Well, that's such a great question." Above above ten probably will become you know too difficult for us to like manage. That's pretty uh, good. I thought you were gonna say like three. You know, I mean, our our label are very very cool, and they, I think they I think a thing that they like about us is that we we'll often ask them what what the limits are of what they could do or like what what how how to practically make a weird thing work um so our, our our friend ed who works at the label is always sort of fielding 
every once in a while, we'll just be like, hey, Ed, you have a minute to talk? And I know he's like, oh, no. What are they going to ask? There is yeah. going to be a weird question. <laughs> Call and he always has he always has a very like thoughtful response. Like he, he's never said to us, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Sure. He, his response is always, that, that can't work for these reasons, but if, if we try it this way, it could work. I take that. Um, so it's a, it's a, you know, this will be our fourth record with them in the UK. Yeah. Uh, and it's because we, I think, I think they are very helpful making our dumb ideas happen. Super and cool. I think they enjoy that we come to them with dumb ideas that make this album different from another album they might be working on with someone else. Super cool, man. Super cool, Keith. All right, before getting to the song, let's finish with this question. More like a personal Keith Murray's question. How right. is Keith Murray in September of 2021 different from the Keith Murray of September 2019? Like, what have you, what have you shed? What do you no longer carry with you? What, what did you learn from the past two years or whatever? Like, you know, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, and, and this is, this is certainly also a facet of, uh, adulthood, I guess. Like, you know, when I, when I first moved to New York, I was going out until 4am every single night, uh, and being in a band meant that, uh, that slowed down at a much, at a, at a reduced rate. From, from a normal adult's uh, willingness to maintain that lifestyle. Right. Um, but, you know, as I've, as I've gotten older, I've, I've hemmed it in pretty, pretty dramatically. But the last, last year made me feel like I will probably never be at a bar in New York City at 4 a.m. ever again mm. for the rest of my life. Like, I'm just not really, I kind of like, don't really miss it. Last night I went out and met some friends at a bar and was home by about, 10 and that felt just right so i'd say uh i'd say like domesticity has a you know i i have a i have a good room that i also like beautiful to room i mean all, for, the, all day. for the audio audience there's all sorts of gadgets there's like pedals in the every nook of the room there's great speakers there's <laughs> yeah. keys it's there's it, it, yeah absolutely yeah so uh i yeah i think i think sort of just like building a little space to keep myself occupied for the past 18 months has uh, has taken for sure. Awesome. Awesome, Keith. Great. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Why don't you uh, take us away with that uh, with a performance? We'd be honored. All right. My pleasure. Like my mouth to me. Can I catch a break? Can you please just let me breathe in what you sweat? That's the only way I think I can feel anything, or at least it's my theory. Your views that I'd like to lie, and I truly be gratified with your contact. Contact. Ah. 
Can't see what it is Am I bored or is this full-blown anime By any measurement This isn't where I'd like to be Let me tell you this You're the only source of light that I can see And just the drop of it You can't make me alive in me This is getting pretty frightening Your fuse that I'd like to light And I'd truly be gratified With your contact high I reboot and my mind's rewired So now you bring me back to life With your contact said it all then thank you so much really really appreciate your time man thank you yeah it's my pleasure app. thank you absolutely good luck with everything take care take care you've been listening to j-rod concerts the podcast with jamie rodriguez